and whether you're watching live on the social networks or listening to us on the podcast streams we appreciate your participation and involvement on this check out all the family of shows over at thinkering.space Welcome everyone to Thinkering. I am Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. And I think I've been gone for a minute. Well, yeah, we've all been gone for a minute. <laughs> yes. Um, for those of you who have been uh, keeping up with uh, Thinkering.Space and uh, everything that Nick has been pushing out with ExoFathom and also... Uh, Keelan's premiere episode of uh, If Numbers Can Talk. Thank you so much for being involved and uh, enjoying the content. And I think we're going to work out a schedule going forward that's going to be a little more uh, streamlined. And uh, we're looking very forward to delivering you a bunch of stuff, yep. uh, which segues on to what we're going to talk about today, uh, <laughs> which, of course, w one of the things that I think we've all have spent the majority of our lives uh, dealing with is being told what to do, both in a direct way and an indirect way. Um, unspoken rules. I think it's uh, something that we all practice, whether or not we'd like them. Uh, and for the ones that we don't enjoy or we don't like or we don't agree with, it's probably because it's not a we're being told what to do. It's a we know it's the right thing to do, even though we don't agree with it. Uh, best examples I can tell you, can provide for you are uh, wearing a helmet while riding a bicycle or a skateboard or rollerblades. We all know we don't do that. We all know a lot of us won't do that. Uh, but in some places, it's the law. In some places, it's probably just common sense because of the environmental factors that you're surrounded by. Regardless, that's a simple thing that we are told to do but we challenge for some reason right it's just a natural thing in our part uh one of the key things that we're going to talk about today um involves uh lanes fast lane slow lane neutral lane no lane uh it is possible right i mean there's a lot of people that don't don't want to be in the constant of how things are progressing uh, or changing. People want to be off the grid and they will do whatever it takes to stay off the grid. But all of these, all of these are connected because they're based on these rules that we don't talk about. Um, to elaborate more on that, uh, uh, to put it into more of a, of a theory, um, Nick, you want to help me out and explain what uh, social contract theory is? Yeah. Um, well, I think your illustration of the, well, or your metaphor of the fast lane and slow lane on a freeway pretty, pretty much as close as it needs to be to get the message across. Um, basically, so social contract theory is this idea that in a society, we all know that there are things that we just don't do because it's not conducive to a functioning society. 
Um, and most of these, like Jose said, are unspoken rules that we just kind of maintain because we know that they work to keep the cohesion of a society rolling. Um, outside of the perhaps, you know, the, the, the metaphor of the freeway, you can think of it as simple as doing something like holding the door open for somebody or saying thank you when you receive something. These things are, are done not because we necessarily have to do them. We don't. But we do them because we understand that we're a small part of a larger organism, social organism. And in order for that social organism to you know, be viable, uh, it needs to play within a certain level of parameters. So social contract theory would state that you have to give up some of your individuality in order to uh, merge into a society or in, in order to compete in, in, in a society as well. You have to give up a little bit of what you would like to do for what is better for society. Now, it can go off the rails, obviously, and some people don't adhere to that and still make a lot of money. Um, but that's kind of like gaming the system. We can talk about that later. Right. You know, I, I actually agree. Um, I think here's the thing. Social contract theory is 1000% how the body works. And it's what keeps us alive. It, it's what helps us grow. It's what makes your hair grow, your nails grow, your uh, keeps your heart beating properly. Every part of the body is important, right? Every organ inside of you is important. The heart, the brain, the liver, the lungs. Some people say, oh, you can live without one kidney, but you have both. It works A1. If you have one, probably A minus, right? Mm. Uh, A3, whatever. Um, but conceptually, if each organ were to work to its maximum potential, it will throw something else out of whack. Something else may not have the power to pump as hard as the heart when, when you're say running uh, a mile or a marathon, you know, but when you are running that marathon, your body, your muscles, there's some part of your body who's compensating for that extra work the heart is doing. So it doesn't overload something else. That's how we have to work or that's how we should work as a society. There is um, a moment where you're going to feel we all, you know, we all feel angry. We all know what anger feels like. We all know emotions. Sometimes your emotion isn't more. Actually, no, not sometimes. Most of the time, if not all of the time, your emotion is not more important than a greater good of the people around you, especially if your emotion could lead you to uh, causing damage or harm to someone else. And. We could look at it as so many different things, the fast lane, uh, slow lane theory, neutral lane theory, simply using a blinker when in traffic, saying, excuse me, when you walk by someone, not because you're going to bump into them, but because you know they didn't see you coming and you don't want to startle them. You just want them to be aware that, hey, someone is behind you. Uh, that is how uh, oxygen works in the body. That's how the platelets and blood work and they get uh, white blood cells to a certain area, you know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know much about these things. I'm just throwing out some of the bigger words I've ever heard. But um, conceptually, if we look at the body and we take those same, those exact same theories that we're talking about right now, so our social contract theory, and we use that out in society, if everyone were to think about it as the way their body works, it's probably the easiest thing to conceptualize, in my opinion. Okay, uh, so I think one of the things that I wanted to also ask uh, both of you, uh, because again, this is how, as you guys were 
just explaining it's essentially how the body works. So now uh, individually for each of you, um, with uh, speaking of your health and let's say fitness, you know, uh, for this question, uh, do you tend to stay in the inside lane or the outside lane? Yes, I know if you grow like to a track, things are measured out how you know that so that it doesn't matter where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, you will be running the same distance as your opponent or the person in that specified lane. But do you guys tend to be on the outside or on the inside? based on just the perception of like if you're on the outside you really got to challenge yourself because you got to go farther out to get to um, an interval as opposed to where you're on the inside and you're pretty much in the fast lane do you see yourselves got uh, guiding yourselves more on the outside of what you want to achieve or do you want to be more hmm. sped into uh your end goal that actually took a big tangent to a more metaphoric question, but question still stands. Well, I think maybe my answer is not going to be very satisfactory, but I think what the, the one of the reasons that we're maybe socially feeling such struggle right now is that people don't accept that they both and that they can evaluate a situation in which you can choose one of two options or even three options or whatever. And they align their identity with one of those options only. And then when a situation comes up where in which that option is not the most effective or efficient, they get upset because they've operated only in one modality instead of allowing all modalities to exist and changing yourself fluidly within those parameters to face the situation that you're in front of. Do you think that, uh, and actually I did want to bring it up and you kind of steered the conversation right into what it. I wanted to get into it, what I wanted to talk about, which is the fact that um, a couple of months have, have passed into the year. We're, we're past halfway through 2020 and there have Still been in quarantine, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And there's a lot of things that all of us have either agreed to do, have been forced to do, um, and the end goal doesn't seem to be in, in sight at this point, which right. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, how can you, how, how can the expectation for somebody to fall through on a commitment of, ever rules are given how can you expect someone to uh, adhere to them when they have done it all and stuck to it and it's and still no results no result. that is yeah. you know it, yeah. it, it's tough right i yeah. think that kind of proved the the game is rigged sort of so yeah, to say it's, yeah. it's, it's a no sum game for the people that are adhering to it right now because it's not necessarily about accepting a social contract in order to get rewards. It's mm -hmm. more about accepting the social contract because that's the moral thing to do. And we're not going to give you any sort of concrete reward for accepting that contract. We're just expecting you to do so because of morality. Right. It, yeah. It, it goes to, I have, a, I have a theory and 
I am a good hearted person. So <laughs> it's a lot from my experiences. And that theory is good deeds aren't rewarded. Right. They're However, when you look at business, some people will say, oh, well, these people are donating here and they're donating there. They're going doing good deeds. No, they're getting tax breaks. So what you have to do is you have to find out what game you're playing first off and who are your opponents. And then you have to find out how they're playing so that you can counteract, whether that be um, <laughs> whether that be the blue or the red cross versus uh, um, give me one green piece, you know, like they're, they're supposed to all be doing the same thing. Why aren't they working together? Well, at the end of the day, that's business for them. Mm -hmm. So there is a level of competition to everything we do. And the first thing we have to do again is find out who our opponent is and how they're playing. You, you can't be a uh, holy field when you're fighting Mike Tyson because Tyson's biting ears. So you right. might want to change your strategy up a little bit, learn, learn how that person's going to approach you. Um, my, a, a great example to my for me is you, you guys know, I love sports of all sort, combat sports, passive sports. I just like sports. I watch a chess match for three hours, but, um, and yes, chess is a sport. Sorry if you don't believe me, <laughs> but, um, I think back to, uh, we all remember Kimbo slice when he first came to the UFC and came to mixed martial arts and everyone was like, he couldn't, he can't fight. And he got in the ring his first couple times and he got demolished, um, simply because those other guys had a new level of technique. But what people didn't think of with Kimbo was he didn't mind losing because he was learning with every single loss. And by the time he started really getting his fight count up, you saw a different type of fighter out there. Mm. If we, if we did that in life, we'd all be fine. But instead, uh, uh, like you were saying a, min a moment ago, Nick, we just kind of fall into that. Hey, this is what it's supposed to be. And to me, that's the, that's the game. That's the game. Some people are meant to be in the stands and some people are meant to be on the field and some people are meant to be in the box seats. Well, I think to add what you're just saying right now, uh, we're at a crossroads. A lot of us, a lot of millennials, a lot of new generational uh, people in our society that are becoming into coming into adulthood and even coming into adolescence, mm -hmm. they're 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 at the crossroads of how they're going to perceive success going forward. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know, like right now, there's not real much to kind of go by because there's an, there's a big unknown right now. And right. to add to that, there's a lot of a lot of the a lot of disparity with with unemployment like a lot of the in this the, a lot of the sectors are being affected mm -hmm. right Every they may not, i can't think of anyone that's not including uh, military what do you well i see and you're gonna hate me for this one what about uh uh, uh influencer sector i don't know what you call it i'm gonna they're being influenced influence. just in a positive way I, I, there's you, a do you think influencers are doing good right now i believe so but um, better than somebody who owns a restaurant Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I get mad. Low blow. Um, <sighs> well, okay. I, and I'll explain what I mean is I'm, I'm starting to think the new currency isn't, it's not something you can equate in your bank anymore. It's intangible. It's super intangible because it comes down to knowledge and resources. Those are the two new, the two main types of currency. What do you know and what can you do? What can and you how obtain? Can you manipulate it. And, 1000%. How can you manipulate it? Because you have to have those two things to then manipulate anything. Mm -hmm. So, Certainly. yeah, I and think I think that, 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 that you're is absolutely definitely the new success. 
Yeah, and I think you're right. And I think that that's kind of a real big red flag for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if the major market share of young people's aspirations is to is to play in a market in which it that doesn't produce physical goods, then we are going to be in a big world of hurt in the future. Because these people are going to focus on intangibility and this idea that you can kind of create your own economy within the internet and only really have to produce ethereal sort of content. Mm -hmm. And I heard this the best when Elon Musk came back on Joe Rogan the second time. He said one thing, and it it sounded so rudimentary and simple that I kind of it, but he just said, you need people to make things. Yep. And if we don't have a generation that's willing to make things, we're really in trouble. And I think that that's a hard, that hard place we've put ourselves because we've up, uh, we've 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 praised this sort of e-celebrity lifestyle, and you know we're doing it right now on YouTube. We're trying mm-hmm. to become something of ourselves as well. So I get it, but the the shying away of actual third density that builds things is starting to be a problem for us in society. And so this comes back to the social contract theory, right? We have a whole generation of people that refuse to integrate themselves into society because they want something better themselves and not necessarily something better for society. They want to, and they want something themselves. themselves. Yeah, exactly. They want it. They want a yacht. They don't want to open a community center. That's right. Exactly. They want to, they want to be influencers. They don't want to a small business person that employs 30 people. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and, and and that's, huh? Isn't that, I mean, but for us, and I think it's safe to say, right. It sounds like it's a selfish thing, right? Or I mean, what else is there? Isn't business selfish to begin with though? Certainly it is. In in theory, in theory, you're, you're not, I don't believe, I want to make sure I phrase this properly because I don't want to step on our toes alone because we didn't get into business to benefit ourselves per se. But even when you're right. So even when you're doing with and for others, you still want to find a level of success in yourself. And and Mm -hmm. I look kind of like the body all over again. Right. If you have a big brain, you're you're you have a lot of knowledge. You have a large vocabulary. You're in places that lend to that, then you start being around people who say can help you find different ways to be healthier and live longer and experience different things in life that you haven't or would not have in other uh, situations. For instance, um, and I'll, I'll use people I know. We I know a guy who literally just works in tech. He just does computers. That's all he does. He has like this super cool life, but he's never been anywhere. His cool life is how much can he buy from his his room or his office, right? But then I know another guy who he he DJs, right? Now I don't really know what his income is like, but he travels the world. He's in like seven different countries per year, always smiling, invites his friends out on tour with him and just works clubs, all clubs you've never heard of. And they're calling him, hey, we'll give you and fly you out and do these things. So 
in sense, and, and to be clear on what, what I know is when he comes home is he's the first person standing up saying, hey, what's going on in this community center or this over here? Can I help do that? Maybe I could come teach the kids how to do what I do, how to get started the way I started, those kind of things. And so, that, yeah, that's um, that's all well and good. I think that that's, that's totally fine. I think what it comes down to is that podcasters will not save food chain. No, 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 no. <laughs> and that, but, but that's, but that's my point is that we have a generation of people who are no longer interested in any type of blue collar work and any type, right, type right, of trade. Yeah. They want to be celebrities. They want to be influencers. There's only a very small amount of, of opportunity in that market, which is fine. Okay. And I'm not saying we should get rid of that market at all. I'm saying it's a viable market. Entertainment is a viable market, but when you have, 40 million people that want to be all the same thing. Who's going to be, you know, who's going to be transporting the, the lettuce, who's going to be transporting right. the grain, who's well, going I, to be working on the, on the roads, who's going to be working on the bridges, who's going to be working on the sewage systems. Right. Well, these even people are a, going to be less and less. Yeah. Even on a meta, more metaphoric I, level I think to the, that is that if everyone's a superhero, no one's a superhero. Yeah. Well, and the, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is true. Or if everyone's a superhero, who's the villain? Yeah. Well, the villain becomes the people who actually create and actually do concrete things for society. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to add to that is I think that's something else that's very lost nowadays is the concept of not just multiple streams of income, but multiple types of work. Like you don't develop multiple streams of income by... uh, not doing multiple types of things. So if you're doing one thing that happens to be digital, you're going to probably have to have one or two physical things going on too. Even if that um even if that thing is just moving into something different. It could just be another resource for someone else to tap into, but you have to have multiple things. Um and with the physical side of it, I think what's going to have to happen we're going to have to have a real discussion with ourselves. Either you're going to pay someone to make it and you're going to pay their rate or you're going to learn to make it on your own. No in between. Yeah. That's it. There is no. Well, we still no have to pay infrastructure people and we still well, need infrastructure people. That's yeah, the issue. That's that, And I agree. Yeah. Like, it's one thing that we need to at least be aware that this is how it's going to be taught now because yeah. it, it's been running through my mind for like the last week or two. And like, is that a clown uh, car or something? Yeah. Is that that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. We know what city I'm in, man. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so no, it, um, was that ice cream? Uh, yeah. Was that yeah? The elotis. Oh. That was the elotis. Nice. Uh, which we will be talking about later on this episode. Yes, we will. Sort of. <laughs> uh, it's, no, no. To uh, uh, kind of close things out, uh, one of the things that I have been wrapping my head around is: uh, Do you want to learn accounting, or do you want to learn how to pay someone to be an accountant? Right. You know, those are those are two very very hardcore questions to ask yourself because if you're capable and you have the intelligence to teach yourself or be taught accounting, for example, uh, I think you should be proactive and be able to do it yourself. However, on the flip side, if you don't have the time. You have the capability, but you don't have the time, but you know you have the resource mm-hmm. to hire somebody. Which which one do you want to like which one do you want to stand by and which one do you want to push? 
because th that's essentially what I, I've been realizing. A lot of people, a lot of youth, a lot of other generations that are going to be coming up uh, in the next couple years or even in the next couple months is that that type of impression It's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to dig the trench or do you want to know how you can buy something mm -hmm. to get the trench dug for you? Mm hmm. There still needs to be people to dig the trench. Oh yeah, I'm no, like, I know. I, 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 I know that. I understand. Yeah, I understand I know that, that part of what they're saying. <laughs> but they have, but they have a concept of this idea that there's just going to be magical people that pop up out of nowhere that are willing to work in sewage and work in you know waste management and know how to fucking uh, uh, electrician work. You know, like yeah, there are, but there won't be for long. I don't even <laughs> think they're banking on the people who are going to still be doing it. They're really believing there's just going to be robots to do it all for them. Uh, maybe. Oh no, oh, no, maybe. maybe. No, maybe. Trust me. I I listen to them. I hear yeah, it. they think that we're gonna live <laughs> in some sort of land. I, I know automation is gonna be pursue their dream. You, yeah, automation I, I is gonna be something that's going to be, be, right. Uh, considering what just happened, like if this uh, was if this was uh, a year ago, if this was July 2019, no, I wouldn't have said automation is it's a non-starter. It's something that it's a hobby. That I know a lot of people would be enthusiastic about, but it, it was a non-starter. Right. We're in 2020 July now. Um, yeah, I think the conversation of automation is kind of put in front of us because we're kind of stuck in being able to do stuff, and so now we got we have to figure out a way to get stuff done, right? So basically, the 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 crux of this point is that automation is going to take all of the actual productive jobs away. So we need a population of unproductive, uncreative people that do nothing but take a check every month, or influencers, or yeah. the maybe. same thing. Maybe, yeah. well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I I mean I don't want it to happen. I I mean Neither I want. I, I mean I don't think I, we I want can affect it. I don't no. think we are a part of even allowing it to happen, even so much as like if you look at today and this is no shot at any company, but the computer apps have become loan sharks. Think about that. How many places can you get your money held and they're only going to take a small percentage and give you what's yours? Mm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a loan shark to me, huh? And where they get all that money, they collected it from other people. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I honestly, I really, I don't know what we do going forward, but I think people need to get back in the third density. Um, you know, the internet, the internet is one Corona flare away from being destroyed. That's all what people need to understand. <laughs> and it's for the one, record, that one solar that flare, not not is, coronavirus. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know, I know, no, I know. Again, I know that part. You yeah. know, it's just that, you know, if you guys yeah. study astronomy, the sun yeah. grows off flares yeah. called Corona flares. Okay. Yeah. No twisting. Yeah. We're one solar flare away from the internet, not being a thing anymore. And I think people need to be very careful about that. Right. Because we well, already seen what 2020 is willing to throw at us. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not leaving anything off the table at this point. I was just going to say, Hey, if it fries the internet and we're still going through what we're going through, um, can you say black plague? Maybe. Yeah. That's what I see. After something our cheap plug, <laughs> we'll talk about something along those lines, hopefully somewhat. But for now, let's go to our cheap plug, guys. If I was ready, <laughs> which I will be in about two seconds. You have to have that queued up, man. 
<laughs> yep. This is a part of it. There we go. So, as always, thank you so much for listening in. I uh, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you guys want to check out any more content and any merch that we have offered right now, head on over to thinkring.space where you will see all the fun stuff that we are trying to share and uh, enjoy with everyone. We have the Exo Fathom Space shirt. Uh, we have the Thinkering coffee mug because who doesn't like a cup of coffee? Dude, that guy looks so jacked wearing that exofile. <laughs> it's the shirt. That's what. Yeah, the, see, that's nice. why you have to buy the shirt, guys. That right. shows off what little bit of guns you have. It just makes. Yeah, it you're gonna love rest. <laughs> and as always, we want you to think uh, aloud with us together. Oh, I have a. Th- I got a thinkering juice mug. I'll have to. I'll have to showcase it on the next episode. All right. Well, nice. As always, we thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, please, if you have any comments, head on over to thinkering.space or email us at dive at thinkering.space. And we'll get back to you as soon as we get the email. Let's come, let's converse people. All right. Now it's time for our next segment, which talks about a tale of. It's a segment I started a couple episodes ago. And I think I want to keep it because it is. A, a fun way to talk about these articles. Um, so let's 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 talk about this tale of a barista that didn't uh, didn't get dealt a, a good experience from a customer, All right. but somehow walked away with a a mad tip. <sighs> so me twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, for all the. Fellow former baristas of whatever coffee brand you associate yourself with uh, in the last fifteen years that no longer works there, I, I think you have a point zero two five percent level of happiness towards this person, and the other ninety nine point seven five percent. I did Scott Steiner math there. I don't know if I did that right, but anyways, um, I, I mean I'm not really caring for this guy getting a hundred grand um, because he was doing his job, which is what I did, which is what many of us did. Nick, you did Keelan, I'm sure you did at some point. Like it's uh, kind of weird that we're in this time where someone gets, you know, yelled at at a store and, you know, I, I don't know how to give context to the story because it's the, the facts are customer yelled at barista, barista kicked bar- customer out because they weren't following the rules. And then some friend opened a GoFundMe page to support getting yelled at. Right. Yeah. When are we gonna look into uh, GoFundMe for money laundering? Digital well, loan sharking. Well, mm-hmm. interesting you bring that up because mm-hmm. now this lady wants half <laughs> and is about to sue GoFundMe to Which get this the half. Greatest thing That's ever the most Karen shit ever. Now, wait, wait. Before we move forward, we are all fully aware that this that only began like? because... <laughs> I believe so. Oh are we God. all fully aware that this only happened because she posted him online to begin with? Yeah. I, I mean... like that so, what happened? Or was that what happened? Yeah. No, that's oh, what happened. She, she started oh, yeah. it. She could have just left it inside the Starbucks. She takes Bro. a picture of him posted online. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so he got paid because of her? And now Basically. you want to compensate funds? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a manager? <laughs> Show it's me just your hilarious. I mean, I've had coffee, hot coffee thrown back uh, 
the uh, getting scolded for doing the right thing, uh, you trying to make things right with the customer. Like it, a lot of us have dealt with this, and I don't understand the reaction. And like, we never I don't once get it. politicized it either. Right. They, you and, know. and believe me, we worked at a store that yeah. many of our fellow <laughs> peers that worked with us, you know, they 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 had they had fuel for the fire, but mm-hmm. they never even pulled the trigger. Well, yeah. once. Sometimes once, very yeah. rarely. Yeah. But the yeah, rea- I, don't, I don't know, man. I, honestly, I don't know how to to even really react to this. I mean, we'll probably give a small bit of more context, but yeah, this person, you know, which his name is Lennon, <laughs> is the most Fakes. ironic thing ever. That's why it makes me think it's all a fucking joke. Sorry, my language. I'm trying to not say the f word. So um, that's why I think it's all a joke because that is that is so on the nose. I mean, to be spreading the wealth to a person named Lennon. Right. <laughs> and then obviously they have the San Diego Karen too. And and obviously she looks like a Karen for sure. But I I, I don't know when we've we've changed as a society to say that anybody who is difficult or maybe a jerk in public has like all of this other stuff tied to them now. You know that, what I mean? That was around like 2016, if I remember it must correctly. Be. It must yeah. have been because it, it, like Jose was saying, we've, and I know Keelan, you've dealt with difficult people too. So it's like us More in the workforce, we've dealt with difficult people all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And not once have I ever thought, man, I wish I got a hundred grand for that one lady that was mean. You know, I never like, even I had, once asked for a day off. I've had to deal that? with customers, customers making other employees cry and then having to go outside with them to, to like talk with them after they've said they were going to beat me up before. Like, I mean, honestly, wh- like, what are we doing here? And this is the, this is such an issue now. It's like we, we, and I'm, I'm not going to go too far, but all I'm going to say is that we need to stop rewarding mm-hmm. victims. Normal. Well, not, just, just let's victim- not even call it victim. Let, let's stop rewarding people for normal experiences. Right. We're for adult experiences. Right. For, and that's what I mean when I say normal. I, I wouldn't even yes. call them adult experiences. In today's society, I mean, shoot, you, shit, you, you have 15, 16 year olds, 14 year olds having the exact same experience or worse. Are we going to listen without being too uh, hot button on it? Right. We've seen over the last two, three years, how many children get beat up by grown ass men. We're not even gonna talk about women, just children get beat up by grown ass men. Nobody's made a GoFundMe and sent them any money, but we have a guy. And if I'm not even being funny, I know guys who look like him who can break somebody in half. I don't know what his background is, but there are plenty of fighters out there that don't look any type of threatening. Right. And my point with that is this if a few words can get you six figures, sir, I am very curious to know what a couple of hands will get a teenager in 2020. Right. Just, just curious, just True. curious. And not, not a, and I don't mean to say like someone should go out and punch a kid and find out, but it's happening every day and we're yeah, ignoring but, it. And see, that's why I think that there's gotta be some sort of manufactured bit to this because we have seen those things happen mm-hmm. and we have seen Plenty. it happen multiple times and it has been on video before and we have not seen response like this. And so it's either selective outrage or it's manufactured. And that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, it's the same way uh, the media is in the right place for certain stories. Right. Somebody knew what was going on and they gave somebody a tip off. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say one thing that just came 
to my mind, which I didn't think about before, but it still doesn't make it right, is that let's just say, for an instance, that this influx of money that this guy just got during a pandemic, during a bunch of stuff is based on people just paying him what they would have paid for coffee to begin with. But even then, like what, like it doesn't, I know things are it, mm -hmm. I figured it out while we were talking. This uh -huh. was, over, See, this was, I just over needed you to... it was so over, what? it was mask. She wouldn't wear a mask in the store and he kicked her out for it. So I know what this is. This is the politicalization yeah. of just yeah. a jerk at a customer service experience and be wouldn't wear a mask. Now uh, it's this thing mm -hmm. that look at this Karen that won't wear a mask. We need to rally about behind this brave young man that kicked her out of a Starbucks. Right. It's like this guy it, who it, followed it, his instructions of his manager. Yeah, it's this uplifting of a you know of like a sacred in order to push a political agenda, which is you need to wear masks at all mm -hmm. costs. And where are we? Where does this happen? San Diego, one of the more conservative cities in California. So, of we course, this is going to get more attention because, yes, you have a large contingency of people who do not want to wear masks in San Diego. And so this makes it look like, you know, this kid was slaying a dragon, <laughs> you know, like he kept his entire store safe and everybody <laughs> in it from getting coronavirus because he kicked a lady and wear a mask. And that's what it really comes right. down to. Now, I don't I don't make any sort of, you know, like uh, personal uh, feelings about that at all, because I wear a mask when I go into a public space. I'm not, you know, like I'm agreeing to the social contract, but it mm -hmm. definitely makes sense as to why it was such a big thing and why he got so much money, because a whole bunch of, you know, people who think and sympathize with him are like, look at this brave young man saving people. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You can't argue that. Well, I mean, of course, uh, we'll, we'll, I want to know what the outcome is, because if she is able to get GoFundMe to pay this out, this it's is going to, oh, no, no. Oh, I mean, no, it's never going to happen. But hey, I mean, the last time uh, something She's seeking like this, a lawyer for it, so. Right. And it, all she's got to do is find the right one. Uh, the one thing mm -hmm. I can tell you about, like the she Gawker. The monetization of the video. Right. Well, well her, like, her yeah, argument, like I was, yeah, I know one of her argument or part of her argument is that uh, he put her information out there without her permission, which just takes me back to you posted him originally. Right. Right. But that's there's a difference between posting somebody's visage. You know, first of all, it's a she shouldn't have been able to do that in public space. Starbucks is on the hook for that because <clears> that's a private property and they're not allowed. They're, they're supposed to not allow people to film in there. Oh. Second, though, is that she if if she's just filming what's going on and he was the one to put her name and address out on the Internet, he can go to jail. He'll right. go to jail. Well, sure. I, what I, anything, that's everything that's I saw only had the Starbucks address. So I was very curious to what she meant when she said he put her information out there, like your name right. or your well, social name media handles. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, are you meaning social media handles? Because that's not really your information. That's just. Type in your name, look for your face. I found your social media. It depends. We we really need a digital bill of rights because doxing is a is a is a slippery slope that. and we need to make sure that. that we don't do that as much as possible. Because if you posted her address and some crazy decided to come visit her and her Ooh. family in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. because that's happened before. It's happened before. People get swatted, man. So like hmm. 
if you don't know what that is, is that so somebody will get doxxed and then some fun guy will call the police on that address and say that there's a hostage situation so that the SWAT team comes in guns blazing into the house. And people have died because of this. People have died because of this. So we I've definitely never need, heard of that. That is. Yeah, nice. it's not cool, man. And and so we definitely need some sort of legal protection about that. Now, if he didn't dox her, oh, well, she's just being a Karen. So, I mean, right. I, you know, but if he did dox her, then that that's a, that's a, that's serious a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I never. And we'll we'll see how so it plays tricky. out. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, moving on from our tale of segment, uh, obviously want to continue the conversation with things that have been going on since uh, uh, we were last on Thinkering and uh, some of the changes that have happened um, society-wise um, is now kind of calling out how things are being branded, um, mm -hmm. products that we purchase and that we pay for are, are getting a, a little bit of a of a change um, recently in the news. I call these. I tell these. I call these to my wife. Consolation prizes, by the way. For the most really? part, that, yeah, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, well, I mean, it, the the common consensus right now, from what I'm hearing, I'm going to say it that way. From what I'm hearing, allegedly, no one sees any of this as any type of change. What this is seen as as that little band aid. That's right. It's the band-aid that'll keep their stock prices high. And it's still a good running joke because this shit's funny to most people I know, but hmm. I mean it well no, it's so uh in the last couple of weeks, uh, uh PepsiCo, um a Quaker, uh all the high level umbrella brand holders, you know, mm. have uh some of the brands that they have in, in stores. I mean, Andrew Mama, Uncle Ben's, that are two of the more prominent ones that uh, are either getting retired or uh, being rebranded and renamed. Um, and then Betty Crocker is also one brand that's being really? discussed. On yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so on a national scale, yeah, that there's a lot of things that are, that are changing the band. I agree. Like I don't, uh, uh, but like Keelan said, this isn't real change. This right, it's not. It's, <laughs> these, are, these are consolation prizes so that corporations can make your money. Right, and, and to mean. make it even worse, none of this is new. Like, Aunt Jemima, right. nobody asked them to change that shit in 2020. Nobody In 2020, no. we were over it. Right. But you, they remember, oh, well, in 2002, they asked yeah. us to change the name. Yeah. Uncle Ben, I haven't heard that argument since, uh, like, honestly, around, like, I've probably heard the Betty Crocker, I mean, the Aunt Jemima discussion probably 2012, 2013. Nobody's cared mm. about Uncle Ben's rice since 2006, 2007. Do you know nice. why nobody's cared? Because we knew y'all didn't care. Same thing with the Redskins. Also, I want to do more homework on this, so please take this with those little pebble grains of salt that they say, right? But I heard a rumor <laughs> that the Reds, the Washington Redskins aren't changing their name. They're not changing the Redskin portion of their name. What? What? They're changing the city. The city? <laughs> to what? I don't know. 
This is just what I heard. What cities are adjacent? Um, no, it, it's it's really weird to me as well. Washington State, is it not? No, yeah, it's, it's Washington. Washington. They're in Washington City. State. They're in Washington. No, State. they're in Washington State. It's not. That's yeah. not. Wait, no, are they? It's not DC. I don't think. I don't think it? so. No, uh, no, it's DC. Is it's it District of Columbia? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes sense. That's how much I know about the skins. I have no idea either. Um, <laughs> and look, and I'm I like sports, but no. Uh, from what I've been, what I've heard, what I've seen in different articles, there is no NFL proof. There is no. It's not even on ESPN or CBS Sports. So it's just funny that the cons- the the rumor out there right now is that they're not changing the Redskin name. They're changing the name before Redskin, and I'm just like, wait. When you think about it, they haven't given any hints to what the name is changing to. So I'm very curious to know what is the real story behind all of that. Well, and you know what? To piggyback on that a little bit, and I will keep my source anonymous, but I'm sure you guys know who I'm speaking of. When I spoke to a Native American person about this situation, they don't give a crap about the Mm -hmm. Washington Redskins. You know what they care about? They care about the water quality on their reservations. They care about the, the, uh, the ability for their people to work for their people to own businesses Mm -hmm. for the clean water, for the plumbing, for the, for a myriad of other things that are actually affecting native American populations. This isn't one, you know, and, and I think that that's kind of really just that's why I keep calling them consolation prizes, because it's not what you want. It's like that meme. Did you guys see that meme where it's like, you know, the, the people of BLM are, are asking for police reform and then another group of people are like, yeah, let's you know dismantle the, the police and, right. and get and rid of the Constitution. They're and they're like, no, police reform. That's, that's, yeah, all, that, that's all we want. Are. Police yeah. reform, please. You know, I, like it's. <laughs> so it's what's just, funny about that is I literally just talked to a friend of mine um, today is so three days ago. Right. And they had this this thing where they were asking me, they're like, oh, well, because, you know, you know, like you probably know about this. I did. And their question was, what do they mean when they say defund the police? And I'm just sitting there like, just go read it. It's public information. You type it in. They give you the bill. You look it up. You read it. It takes like 15, 20 minutes. It's kind of long. But you read it. Right. And he goes, well, you could just give me like your footnotes on it. And um, so I give him my footnotes. No, I'm not going to give them to you guys on air. Go read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I explain it to him and his entire view. He's like, oh, oh, that's what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, they're not trying to take any. In short, they're not trying to take anybody's jobs. They're not trying to put anybody out of work. They're, that's not the concept. But this is me as a human being understanding that if you have a job and you hear all over the news and you hear coming out of people who you know don't care for what you do as a living saying let's take a certain portion of funding away of course you're gonna hear they're trying to take they're taking their jobs that's what you're gonna hear but but you also have to be aware that there are certain entities trojan horsing the idea of complete abolishment into that into that movement and that's that's the part of the chaos movement we know how that goes oh absolutely but the thing is is that what we need to be very careful in and we're seeing this in minnesota or right uh Mm -hmm. they did abolish their police they've already Um, signed the referendum to new jersey as well yeah, and you guess what happened the day that they abolished their police? The city council used sixty-two thousand dollars of public tax money to hire private security. That's what they did. That's what they. That's did. what we need. How is that helping anybody? 
is it helping it, the people that need it that need the you know the right. the protection at least of something right and and this is my whole argument about that is that the people in power will be fine of course they lived in gating communities and they get private security and still do. you know who's going to suffer are the people who can't afford that type of right well it, it's Absolutely. like um one of the biggest things i've heard and i totally agree with this issue here not just the protests and all of that the defunding all, whatever whichever avenue of this you want to take right it all leads to one thing and one thing only while you're over here dealing with this officer who's going to check on my grandma when she calls for you guys i saw that interview absolutely you know yep. That was yeah, that was the, one of the most the Portland the Portland police officer. That was I really believe that good. was Portland. Yeah, that was yep. that was one of the most pivotal videos I saw because that is a real thing. How do you expect? Yes. How do you expect the people who you love and care about to have a resource when we will not in any way explain what the issue is with the resource and what's being taken away? There's so much vagaries behind it. There's yeah. still people. There's too many vagaries to right. make to make a claim as as big as that. It needs to be very well defined, and I think that it's purposely vague because there are people trying to Trojan horse something bigger into the situation. Right, and, and that's exactly what I was getting at. Is there's too many people in play to not think that there's something uh, mis. Mysterious is not the word I'm looking for, but that, that there's something underhanded. You can't, yes. you just can't. I don't care if you do or don't like the police. You have to look at bills and laws and regulations for what they are. They are, uh, it's the equivalent of when you get that big old box with all the styrofoam in it, but whatever you were getting was probably only a third of the size of the box. That's yeah. how bills are written. All that stuff oh, yeah. around what you're looking at, mm -hmm. that's the stuff you got to worry about. Definitely. Because yeah. it's the only, and in, in essence, it's the only reason the bill you wanted to get passed is really getting passed. All of that styrofoam around it. It was all the filler, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like they did with the the stimulus package, right? All right. Now, all right. Well, I want to. Um, while we're still on the name changes, uh, I also want to address Trader Joe's. Listen. Um, that's not a 2020 problem, guys. Sorry. It's legit a 2014, 2015 problem. I know you, gentlemen, I know you guys are aware. I'm talking to our audience. That is not a 2020 problem. Do not let them confuse you. They had enough complaints from their own uh, customer base for the last umpteen years, and they made that decision. As To my knowledge, that decision was made around 2015 for them to put a move on uh, changing everything except this one this one we're looking at right here. This is the only label I think they said they would not change because it still says Trader Joe's and it's everything but Elotes. Um, maybe they will still change it, but that Can is somebody simply- somebody explain a, to me what is racist about that? I am being ignorant right now. So this nothing, but um, this particularly, <laughs> I don't think anything. I don't even think really the other ones, but I understand how people could be offended. What people are saying is racist is they have some that say like uh, Trader Giotto for Italian foods, uh, Trader Ming for uh, Asian-based foods. Who are the Who are the people that are, that are mad at this? Are they the same ones that uh, tore down Christopher Columbus in Little Italy? I am not sure. The people who are currently Probably. mad at it, I I have no clue. Um, I just know that it is a thing now where they're oh we have a thousand signatures and a petition, you know. <sighs> However, um, originally, and this is if I remember correctly, I'm not Solar speaking verbatim. Solar flare. <laughs> I'm, I'm not speaking <laughs> verbatim, but in essence, Trader Joe said a while back, you know, they understood how it could be 
be offensive. They receive them an amount of complaints and they're working. Let me explain this for anyone who doesn't understand how business and production works. They have warehouses full of this shit sitting around that they have to get rid of first. So if they made that statement in 2015, we're going to still see this stuff till around 2023. And then maybe you'll only see things with Trader Joe's. And I, but, I believe I've but, seen a mixture have a of Trader Joe and Trader Giotto. So, hey. But, but wait, do we? So we is that the only example of, of racism that we have here? Because I, I'm like, I was expecting to yeah. see like some sort of like blatantly racist imagery or naming on a Trader I was Joe's too. package. I, no, I was too. I was ready. I was honestly ready to not shop there because I was like, oh, damn, what did they do? How did I miss it? I'm in that store two times a week sometimes. How did I miss it? Because it seems like that you would be seeing like some sort of packaging with somebody in blackface or something. The way they're, I'm like, telling you, I was you waiting know, for like, those things. It reminds me of. Do you guys remember uh, Ghettoopoly and uh, Asianopoly oh, yeah. and all? It was yeah. that. It's that all over again. It's mm -hmm. you don't like the name. You don't. You don't care about the concept. You don't like the name of something. Well, guess what? They're in our culture, in our society. In our communities there are plenty of names that people don't like they usually mm -hmm. end with an ida or a quita or isha or <laughs> um you know an accent in one of the letters or it has right. too many abramovitz people are going to complain about things that are not aesthetically pleasing to the eye and that's all it comes down to they see mm -hmm. it they don't like it they're going to complain guess what i don't like i can't say it live on air because you guys try to cancel me before i even get going yeah i know <laughs> It, it and, and and I think you know this is why I'm I'm kind of like getting more and more praying for the solar flare. Um, we need, <laughs> we all need to have a timeout. We all need a timeout as a as a collective of people. We just need to take a timeout from all of this internet stuff because I think it's starting to rot our brains. I really oh, do think that beyond. social media is rotting our minds. Oh, and, yeah, you know. I think so. I think uh, the internet does everything that they told us drugs would in those little commercials where they smab the egg into the frying pan. This yeah. is your brain on drugs. No, this is your brain on the internet. This is your brain on Twitter. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. right. Yeah. Well, let's not be too dismissive. Uh, it, 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 for our last article that we're going to talk about today, uh, it, it does talk about using the internet for a good purpose, for a good mm -hmm. cause, uh, but still kind of is debatable because. Uh, We'll, we'll get into it in a second, but yes, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying is that this environment, this ecosystem that we're participating in, it, it, it's going to be the downfall <laughs> of a lot of people. Big time. Oh, of, of, of the entire society, of the world. It'll yeah, be the downfall totally. of the world. If we don't get a hold on our internet usage and the way we interact with each other on the internet, we'll be done. We're are, Gentlemen, are we saying North Korea has something right? <laughs> no, be no, be cautious with your words. Fire, no. Firewall <laughs> or anything. No, but I think we need a digital bill of rights. I think we need a digital bill For of sure. rights that's in line with our constitution. And you know, you're not allowed to harm anybody. You're not allowed to cause any sort of harm to anybody. But you know, the legality of the First Amendment. You get to say whatever you want and do whatever you want as long as you're not say that. I was going to say, or we could just you know? stop prosecuting people for having an opinion. Yeah, that's exactly right. But yeah. that's why we need that digital bill of rights so that we can no longer, you know, keep prosecuting people for having no, no thoughts, because this is, yeah. it, come on, yeah. you know. And, and still say that they can't say certain things because, mm. and I'm not saying things yeah. that are offensive to me. I'm saying things that 
<laughs> yeah. For those of you listening in, it, it, he's got the the mean face. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I, had, I had that sour that sour apple face on. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, let's let's end things today with a, a more positive uh, story to talk about, which was a, an NPR piece actually that uh, talked about using this technology that allows musicians to jam out with each other at the same time in real time as if they were next to each other. Um, definitely worth checking out for those of you uh, 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 that want to have the link, uh, reach out to us and we'll show you where to go. But it's worth a watch. Uh, it discusses how uh, this out, this uh, technology that was built in a lab um, allows the, the travel time, the latency between connections uh, and computers uh, down to the millisecond uh, distance that would be a traditional like six feet away, but not mentioning this step because of social distancing. I'm just saying hypothetically, like if we're, we're like two, three feet away from each other and we're, you know, playing instruments, um, there's about a 33 millisecond delay. Like a Bluetooth, um, a Bluetooth delay, so to speak. Bluetooth is more, it has a higher latency. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I learned that one the hard way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so it's an interesting thing to watch and to listen about, which does, you know, beg the question, because obviously right now and, you know, this conversation that all three of us are having, there is a delay. Obviously, it's not affecting us because we're still able to hold a conversation. But um, I don't. idea of of participating in a, a virtual orchestra performance where the orchestra members are um, within 500 miles of each other. So that's the other take on this technology is that the latency does come into play and they've determined that if you're within 500 miles of each other, it's as if you guys could be in the same room mm. and jam out. Yeah. I think this is really cool, but I'm also wary of any technology that makes it easier for us to never see each other again. Right. That's, right. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> what I was getting at it well, essentially about. In, a, that. In, a, in the way that music works today, however, this could almost be a game changer because we, we have a, such a lack of live instruments. And this is one of the main reasons why is that latency delay. You can't play live with someone who's not in the same room as you. Well, this will change that. I do understand what you're saying, Nick, and I totally agree as far as the lack of being able to be in the same room. But when you have, say, uh, six six instrumentalists who are on different tours and they want to jam out together, they want to hash out some things, maybe get a session, just a riff. This comes in perfect for someone who they don't have a choice but to be spread apart. Certainly. But I fully, fully, fully agree that this becomes scary in the aspect of it's like we're we have so many different things today where we are preparing to never be able to exit these four walls. Yep. And how long before those four walls turn into a stasis pod? Lord forbid. Lord. Well, we're, we're almost there. We're, we're yeah. very close. We're very close. Mm -hmm. um, you could you could get a hyperbolic time chamber or, or sleep chamber for your home. Um, you can get an ice bath uh, or a cryo chamber for your home. Mm -hmm. um, you can deprivation tank. Right, all right. You can have deprivation mm -hmm. tanks in your home and these things. These things used to be so extravagant and so large that you couldn't. So the integration of all of these technologies, including this, this digital technology for the audio, they have their benefits. But like you're saying, Nick, with uh, any type of excess comes a danger of dot, dot, dot. 
Yeah, I think it just uh, to me, like I, I love I, you know, this is the nature of internet has given us. It's all about dualism and a double edged sword. And that's the way nature of reality works is that there's always an equal and opposite reaction to every action. So my fear is that um, we are welcoming these things like Zoom. We're welcoming these things like this app. We're welcoming these things like, you know, more use of Postmates. And right now we're doing it out of convenience because we all can't get out and do stuff. But right. how much longer does it take before people don't even care about going out anymore? I don't think because they I, I, well, I, I, I agree with you. I would think that, I think that you're, you're absolutely right. I think that the, 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 and I can feel it even within myself, the, the, the way in which I was holding on to any semblance of normality a few months ago is starting to slip. Mm -hmm. see how easy it is for people to just never leave their homes again mm -hmm. and never see each other again. And that really freaks me out. You know what? I'll, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen anybody that I haven't seen you guys. I haven't seen any of my family right. in over four months. Right. And I can tell you the exact day I said the last time I saw any family member. And that was March 13th. Mm. And that was it. You know, like we, you know, like, and I haven't seen anybody. Right. And, so like this, this concept of, of social isolation, we're not, you know, we talk all day and long, uh, all day long about how people in isolation in prison go crazy in a matter of days, but we're ignoring the fact that we have just given ourselves a complete isolation from everybody that we love outside of our immediate, you know, people yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's really dangerous. I agree. Especially not having, um, I'll, I'll say it this way. There used to be a point in time where communities, uh, whether you were in an apartment or in a home, everyone knew each other. So if you were stuck yeah. on your block or stuck at home, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. The average person does not know their neighbor by face, right. less knowing their name. Mm -hmm. You exactly. walk right by your neighbor in the grocery store, you'd have no clue. You might bump into them, start a fight and find out you're sleeping right wall to wall, you know? See that, Jose? You tried to bring up an optimistic subject. I turned it right on its head. Hell yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> hey, that's that's the way we roll here. Like, you yeah. know, we got to see both sides of the of, of the story, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I, no, but I it, is, add, it is very cool. It is yeah, very I, cool. I do want to add for anyone um, who is, again, interested not just in the technology, <clears throat> but in the creator of the technology and um just the way that he creates music check out uh what is his name again i always forget how to pronounce his last name dan tepfer uh check his check his npr tiny desk out i'm, I'm not plugging npr tiny desk but it's pretty fun it's yeah. pretty awesome mm -hmm. um but check his out and it'll really give you a, a understanding into the person who's behind that technology and the type of the way they understand music mm -hmm. and it's amazing, man. I love music. I love all things music. So, hey, he could have played a jug, play, you know, those old who, who. Yeah. He had to play that and got the right rhythm. I would have been still sitting here like, okay, I see where he's doing with this. I right. understand, you know? Exactly. Well, uh, I think that about does it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening in, watching in, and uh, visiting in at the website. Um, Please check us out at thinkring.space. Uh, listen to us on Spotify and any uh, podcatchers you 
uh, may be using. Uh, check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're able to. And yeah, follow all of us on the socials, um, which again, more info on the website. For Thinkering, I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. Until next time. Thanks a lot, guys.